Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. I wanted to hop on today and talk with you all about who can you trust and how do you know who you can trust? And this is something that comes up a lot. So I um, you know, I coach often on dating and relationship issues and I also help people who are making massive life transfer transitions from one career to another or from one workplace to another. And at the bottom of it all, a lot of trust issues come up. And the person that almost all of us have a hard time trusting is our own selves. And this shows up as indecisiveness or defensiveness. So we can't make a decision about a job or a course of action. We can't make a decision about a person, about who we want to date or what what we want to do with this person. Are they, you know, are they really a match? Or are they not a match? We don't know. Is this a good fit, you know, in terms of a job or a career? We don't know. We're indecisive and possibly a little bit defensive. Um, it's not my fault. This is, I just haven't gotten lucky. Um, I I see that in people that I interact with on Facebook and occasionally this comes up in clients. And at the bottom of all of this, we can say, yes, there have certainly been life experiences that were negative times when we trusted someone and we trusted the wrong person or the wrong situation and things didn't turn out to be the way we thought. Maybe we we got a job. It seemed like our dream job. When they hired us, they promised us the sun, the moon, and the stars. And at least twice in the past 12 months, I've had potential clients come in with exactly that scenario. And what ended up happening is within weeks, they discovered that their workplace was incredibly toxic. So it undermined their ability to trust their own judgment. They weren't really sure how to go forward that way. And the same thing happens all the time in relationships. It's it's super common. But at the bottom of all of this, the main person that we end up not being able to trust is our own selves. However, there's a way out of this. And I want to share with you, first of all, how I learned what I'm about to tell you. And then I'm going to tell you what I'm about to tell you. So let me let me share with you how I discovered all of this. We're going to go all the way back in time to 2002. I was married to my first spouse. And we were in in the middle of a difficult marriage or at the end of a difficult marriage, I guess is the better way of putting it. But I really wasn't, I wasn't really quite dealing with that reality. For about six or nine months, I had been waking up in the morning, nauseous, loss of appetite, losing weight, didn't want to eat. And that is not me. Anyone who knows me knows that eating is like a sport. I, I eat like it's an Olympic sport and I'm in training. Loss of appetite is not a thing that happens for me. That was really strange and weird. And this went on for, like I said, six to nine months. It started in the middle of 2001. And then in the middle of 2002, I learned in a pretty humiliating and surprising way that I had been lied to pretty continuously at home by my spouse for a period of years. 
And not long afterwards, I learned that I was being lied to at work as well by a coworker who was undermining me within that work situation. And I realized then that I had emotion sickness. Now, motion sickness comes about, if you ever have had this, it comes about because your eyes and your vestibular system are giving you mixed signals. Maybe your eyes don't see the horizon moving, but your vestibular system feels the motion. Or it could be the opposite. If you're like in a 3D movie, your eyes think movement is happening, but your vestibular system registers you as sitting still. And either way, those mixed messages make you want to hurl. And what I realized back then is that I had emotion sickness, that my body was getting signals from people about the truth, the emotional tone. I was picking up the emotional tone of what they were saying. I was picking up their nonverbal communication, all said one thing, and then their mouths were saying something else entirely. And the mixed signals made me want to hurl. That's what was causing the nausea. That's what was causing me to lose my appetite, is that instead of having like physical motion sickness, I had emotion sickness. Bottom line, I hadn't been listening to what my gut was telling me, to what my body was telling me. I was believing the words out of people's mouths and overriding all of the rest of the data that my body was picking up. So what did I do about this? As soon as I realized that the major problem here was emotion sickness, that I was ignoring all the data from my body, focusing exclusively on the words that people were telling me, and they were telling me what I wanted to hear, I got really aligned. I um, took up meditation pretty much the end of 2002. As I was leaving my first spouse, I took up meditation and did a lot of mindfulness and a lot of somatic meditation, which allowed me to quiet the noise inside and out. It gave me moments where I could pause, reflect, and come into the stillness of my body. I could then hear signals. So the signal noise ratio is like if when you have static on a radio, static is the noise and the radio that you want to hear, the song you want to hear is the signal. So when you have too much noise in your system, you have a lot of static. You can't hear the song. You can't hear the melody. You can't hear the signal that you need to get. And by doing a mindfulness practice and getting really into the somatic work and really homing in on what my gut was telling me and what I was feeling in the core of my body, I could hear the signal. And I aligned my mind, body, and soul. I got incredibly congruent so that what I thought and believed and what I said and what I did all fell into alignment and it all fell into alignment around my highest values. And when I became this congruent and I really didn't have a say-do gap and I was 100% listening to my gut and aligned with my body, mind, and soul fully congruent, I could much more easily read other people. And in fact, I, I often can hear it just in the sound of someone's voice when they're not congruent. It's just in the sound of the voice. I, I used to think of it as a disembodied voice. There is something different about that sound, about the quality of it. And when I could perceive people as being incongruent, I knew how much I could trust them and I could check in with them about it if I trusted them enough to check in. Or I could sort of avoid them if they, generally speaking, tend to show up in the world really incongruent and all over the place. But it gave me this amazing gift. Not only could I read other people, but I could also sort of avoid overextension. So my problem when 
I used to perceive incongruence, and maybe you have this, is I try so hard to connect with other people that I'd end up really off balance or really overextended and no longer really aligned and congruent with my own highest values and my own innermost core of being my soul. I wasn't really grounded in that. I was really trying to like connect with someone else and I was overextended. And I, I could almost feel this incongruence internally as sort of what you might feel if you were on the top of a tall ladder and you were reaching just a little too far over. You could just feel that you were no longer centered. You were no longer balanced emotionally. And I could avoid overextension. I could sort of cut loose people who were not able to be congruent in my presence or with whom I could not be congruent. We weren't really aligned enough to be close. And I could sort of let them drift out of my out of my frame of being. And the same thing went for different situations I found myself in. But the thing is, in order to do this, in order to really recognize that sometimes you might you might even be having emotion sickness, to recognize that you've ignored your gut and that actually you did get this data from your body, but you just ignored it, and to become aligned and congruent does take time. So who can you trust? If you can't trust yourself, you really can't trust anyone else. If you don't get aligned and congruent within your own self, you can't trust another person. And once you do trust yourself, that's the only person you need to trust. Because once you trust yourself, you can trust your assessment of another person. You can much more easily read other people and other situations, and you can go towards the situations and people that feel aligned and congruent for you and drift away from the ones that don't. Now, that sounds super easy when I say it like that. And the reality is it's a little bit more time consuming than that. It does take time and practice. Developing that level of trust within your own body takes time. And the less you've been listening to your body and the signals it's giving you, the more time it's going to take. But that is really like the take-home messages. Who can you trust? You really only need to trust yourself. That's who you most need to trust. And not in a defensive, I can't trust anyone else way, but in a very clear and beautiful way that once you trust yourself, you so much more easily know who else you can trust and who just isn't a trustworthy person. I hope this has been helpful. I would love to see your comments and feedback. You can drop a comment below or message me. It's been great chatting with you. Take care. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BeheraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Behera Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.